I'm Justin. I'm Josh. I'm Austin. And I'm Kat. Hey, have you all seen Mixed Nuts? Holiday treat. Big surprise. Josh is the Josh is the Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't seen the Grinch yet. He's the Scrooge. Have you seen the Grinch? (laughs) Not the new one? Whoa, we're getting into have you seen right in the intro. Have you seen seen Inception? So this is a special holiday episode. We're gonna put it up as a bonus episode. And if you don't know what we do here, Kat, you may need a refresher on the rules. But you've seen the movie, so it doesn't matter. Are there are rules. If you haven't seen the movie, you have to describe it based solely on the name. You've seen it, so Josh, this is up to you. Mixed Nuts. Not a bad title to go off of compared to some ones that we've watched. You do have, to be fair, a little bit more information to go with. But it's Adam Sam. Yes. That, is, that tells me nothing, except it's going to be a comedy, probably. This is before I'm going to do his like, serious movies, right? I will so. say he's... Just on the poster. Okay. It's not a Sandler movie. Okay. Hmm. It's a Sandler movie in the sense that Justin set his own rules. He has to be on the poster. Yeah. If it was a Sandler movie, I wouldn't want again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to assume that has some sort of some sort of movie with a bunch of guys in it, right? Me going on like a road trip or some kind of vacation, and they're they're do. And they're getting out of their comfort zone, right? Mixing up their nuts. Yeah. They're a bunch of guys having like a middle life crisis, right? And they're like, we gotta do something. Like old hogs. <laughs> old hogs. Wild hogs. <laughs> that's what I call it. Old hogs. <laughs> I think you're that's the only it. one that's seen wild hogs, Kat. I've seen wild hogs. Oh. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard rumors. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> you have kind of the hogs. same reputation as wild. Josh, where you've only seen the weird reject movie in a series a lot of times is that part of a series no no i'm just no. saying like wild hogs is like a it's reject a of reject. the world like yeah. everything <laughs> it's just a we- really obscure movie and quite bad is it, uh, i don't know if obscure is the right word it's just bad well it's obscure it because it was a flash in the pan and then yeah. disappeared no one's got it on blu-ray i hope Maybe. I don't know. I think it's more if you have Wild Hogs say, on Blu-ray, let us know. I think Wild Hogs is more known than, like, nothing but trouble. To okay. compare, like... What? Big-name comedy movies that... I was hoping you were going to say Ackroyd was in Wild Hogs. Because I know it's all old guys. Yeah. He's not? No, I don't oh. think so. Oh. oh, I'm cutting the comparison right there. That there's motorcycles in both of them, maybe. <laughs> John Candy rides a motorcycle and nothing but trouble, so sure. I'll give you that. Josh, mix nuts. 
It's kind of like uh, The Hangover. I've seen part two. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's the worst one by far. <laughs> Not surprised. So it's a bunch of guys, midlife crisis. What do you think? What kind of trouble are they going to get into? You know, it's a holiday movie. Yeah. Oh, no, it is a Right, maybe um, holiday shenanigans. It's it's like that one movie we tried, which where they wanted a vacation and they didn't, but this movie they actually do it. Instead, like they want to like escape their wives and they don't want to have to do the Christmas hullabaloo, so they decide to go vacation to get Are away. Are talking about Christmas with the cranks? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. It's like that, except they actually do. They commit. Okay. They go vacation for Christmas or something. Right. It's like it's like Christmas, Christmas on a cruise ship. Yeah. So how many Santa Clauses are they going to fight along the way? Oh man, imagine that for some reason they all like get into Santa Claus get up. Okay. Mm. It's then not then what? Have we watched it <laughs> all the way on this podcast? We have. Yes, of fortunately. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that, that one, Kat? There's a Which fight with a bunch of Santa. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. trying to okay. get a stupid toy for his kid. Sinbad as the evil mailman. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw it as a kid. Okay. I remember thinking it was pretty funny. Terrible man. It's kind of funny. You know, (laughs) the first few times I saw it, it, it's definitely terrible. But watching it again, it's like Arnold's playing American Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like just the everyday dad from America. I believe his name is literally John Smith. Yeah, it's really right down (laughs) the middle. No one brings up the fact that he has an accent as, as a giant. The only person who brings up the fact that he's like Arnold Sorenstater even a little bit in that movie is... Tom Arnold. The the evil neighbor. That's not Tom Arnold. Oh, okay. I'm going to look up his name. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Because you said the wrong name and it threw me off. Oh no, I put a roadblock in your memory. Alright, so we're not watching Jingle All the Way again, thankfully. And we're not watching Jingle All the Way 2. The Hartman. Bill Hart. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, he's dead, so I subbed in Tom Arnold for him in my memory. Bill Hartman. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) You're right. It is a Phil Hartman role. Uh, The second one has Larry the Cable Guy in it. Mm -hmm. Jingle all the way, too. I think same. That's all I need to know. (laughs) Is it Larry the Cable Guy trying to get the whole for? His kid? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Seen none that. of us, across the board, <laughs> Not even touching none it. of us will ever see it, so you'd have to like want to bring that to the podcast and we tell you. I mean, we've got, I could watch Sandlot 2, Jingle Boy 2, I'm sure it's another two. He's going to pick up all the terrible yeah. sequels to the movies that we've made him watch. Uh, that means I have to watch them twice. Exactly. Yeah. Go for it. Is it worth it? <laughs> so You did that with uh, Food Fight. How was that? Oh, that was totally worth it. <laughs> That's there was like a 10-year gap between when I watched it. Okay. Oh, watched okay. So this is a holiday movie. We know that. We also know some things about it. Like, Chevy Chase is in it. He's a returning person to the podcast, a star that we've done before, um, covered. Christmas Vacation, Three Amigos. Okay. Um, any others? You I think that's it. Okay. He's in this, uh, I think, I think that's all the returning people except Sandler, of course. But Steve Martin? What year is it? Yeah, Steve Martin's like yeah, he's the, like main, the main guy. Oh, am I Steve Martin? Am I confused? It's not Chevy Chase. Yeah, I don't think it's Chevy Chase. I just oh, remember Chevy okay, Chase. Okay, I got. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Chevy Chase was in it. Yeah, that's possible. But the main guy is Steve. Is it Steve okay? Martin. That makes more sense. It's been a long time since I've seen movies. this one too. 
Huh? Same movie. I'm talking oh, yeah. Josh. Same, same movies. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Three Amigos. <laughs> the Jerk. Oh, Steve right. Martin. Steve Martin wasn't in Christmas Vacation. No. Um, but we're going to get to it. We're going to watch Mixed Nuts from, I believe, like 1994. Justin's gonna tell Probably us here. Probably gonna be easy by me sometimes. Oh, we have to be. 1994, good guess. Uh, couldn't remember anyone who was in it, <laughs> but I nailed the year. To Milky Way. I wonder whether you sleep to the left or to the right. I wonder who you think would win if me and Philip got into a fight. Oh, so many things for me to wonder. I wonder when Elliot said goodbye to E.T. Did you break down and cry? I wonder if I gave you pudding, eggs, and flour. Could you make a Boston cream pie? I wonder if your eyes close when you come in for a kiss. I wonder if we had a baby, would you object to having a bris? Oh, so many things for me to wonder. Oh, I love grape jelly. That's it? It's a work in progress. It may never be finished. Oh, Louie. That was so sweet of you, Louie. If it's not too much to ask, would you mind passing the chow mein? No one ever wrote a song for me before. I can't believe it. Who ate all the water chestnuts? I wrote it longhand. Where are the water chestnuts? It took me eight months. I had to quit my job. Presents that you make yourself are always the most special, don't you think? And we're back, having just seen Mixed Nuts from 1994. Cue the Christmas music! <laughs> please, please don't. Every scene. Every scene. Uh... Josh, your first time seeing this, what'd you think? I really don't like Christmas music. <laughs> and that was every scene in this movie. Non-stop. And not just every the traditional song. stuff, either. No, like, remix it, new versions. Alvin and the Chipmunks is in this! Mm -hmm. Are you saying that's a traditional one or a quirky one? That's a, I mean, that's a deep cut of Christmas music. Okay. I would think. I hadn't heard... Either of the songs playing over the credits, one of them was called Mixed Nuts. It might have been like a song made for this. It could have been one of Steve Martin's bands. That's a possibility. Uh, Story-wise, though. What'd you think, Josh? It was fine. I really... I also re like comedy movies. I laughed once <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, there were some good characters. There's some really strong characters. You know, they carried the movie... Lay it out. Um, Tell us what this is about. It's These about characters. a bunch of people with miserable lives who have that like know each other. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, really. Yeah, they're all kind of acquainted. Uh, right, work associates. Through, yeah, <laughs> they're in the same building. It goes through their Christmas where a bunch of happenstance, zany situations. And meetups, which leads up to the zaniest situation of all murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christmas Clue. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Clue. Oh, okay. Oh. Clues. If I have, it's been so long. Clues got less Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie, I bet. At all. Not at all. This, I'll give it this. It was a Christmas movie where it be Christmas mattered. Okay. I can't say that about a lot of Christmas movies. So we've got some zany What's characters. your normal rant about Christmas movies? Just that there's, like, people use the term Christmas movie like it's a fake. Right? Like, Die Hard, it's a Christmas movie. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It just happens to take place during Christmas. That doesn't make it a Christmas movie. What are people on about? I don't get it. I think they just want an excuse to watch Die Hard. Just watch Die Hard! Yeah. It's, just it's watch like, Die Hard. Oh, I gotta be January 1st to make a new resolution. No, just do stuff. Work out. <laughs> there, do things. Yeah. Josh's New Year's resolution. Just do do stuff. So don't even yeah. have to wait for New Year's. <laughs> yeah. That's my New Year's resolution. Just watch Die Hard. I'm going to make a December 5th resolution to just do stuff and not wait to New Year's. Sure. Yeah, this is a Christmas movie, for sure. This is, it matters. Um, it's about a call center where there it's a crisis hotline. Mm-hmm. What did you call that? The yes. three people work there. Crisis line, suicide prevention line. Yeah, it seems like three, like the guy who runs it and two employees. Skeleton crew. Um, That's not nearly enough people. <laughs> they seem to be pretty busy. Yeah. Oh my god! One of the things I love about this movie is people come into the office who have no business answering the phone, constantly answering the phones, and being like, "How can I help you?" And they're better at it than uh, than the actual staff. The actual staff. Yeah. What is their training program? It was mentioned. Always <laughs> oh, videos, right? It's mm-hmm. called the Lifesavers. And how to save a life. How to save a life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madeline Kahn grabs the phone, you're right, at one point and is like, I'm sorry, they haven't been approved by the Lifesaver Save a Life training course or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it was made by the, the lady who was the place when she was younger. Mm-hmm. She made the training video. Oh, I want to see that now. <laughs> it's just her and it's like, ring, ring. She mimics, hello, how can I save your life today? (laughs) Yeah, they have a skeleton crew. The phone's ringing off the hook. Uh, They're also really bad at their jobs. A lot of the comedy comes from people calling into this. And they're like, I need help. I'm at the end of my rope. And the people in the office are usually running around dealing with their own problems. So at one point... Steve Martin's like, do you have a gun, or are you standing on a bridge? If not, I'll be right back. <laughs> that was just because earlier in the day, dude shot himself while they were on the phone. <laughs> oh, they've been having communication issues, like static on the line. And to solve that, I guess, this is old phone technology. They had rotary phones and stuff. You would, like, tap the button down? I would think that would hang up, which... It, does a lot of the times in this but there's someone in a phone booth with a gun to his head and someone at the line you can't quite hear him right it's, uh, and, Wilson. and uh it's it's not coming <laughs> through right no the static is like cutting him off so she's like just do it tap it pull it tr- the tr- it. click it yeah click it bop click it. <laughs> it twist it <laughs> pull it <laughs> shoot yourself <laughs> No, the sexy voice comes in later because there's like a pervert that always calls in and starts off really slow and he's like, who am I talking to? Like real deep. And yeah. He's 
But he wants to talk to Catherine. So we have mm-hmm. Steve Martin, who plays what? What's this character's name? Uh, Philip. All right, Philip. We've got his coworker Catherine. Mm-hmm. And Miss uh, Mun- Munch. I can. She said it a bunch of times, but Munchnik. I can't. Munchnik. Mm-hmm. She runs the place. Mm-hmm. And then we have some of the neighbors. We have Adam Sandler. Louie. Oof. Does a great job of being obnoxious. Yeah, Gracie and yeah, Felix. Gracie and Felix. Which is Julie, Julie Lee Stravis. Julie Juliette Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, Juliette Lewis. We all got no sign <laughs> <Seinfeld> characters <laughs> yeah, yeah. in this. Juliette Lewis. Uh, uh, they're introduced <laughs> by one of them is dressed as Santa Claus, and Juliette Lewis owns uh, like what is it? It's a consignment store. Amazing like. Glorious is like the name of it. A little boutique. Yeah. Amazing Gracie. 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 Okay. Yes. Um, oh, Amazing Gracie. <laughs> yeah, amazing Gracie. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, it's got a bunch of cool vintage clothes in it. She ends up making up this entire crew later on. Yeah, she she redoes everybody's outfit. Yeah. She did it better. Yeah, they look good. She dressed herself up really cool. It was like a rhinestone. She was my favorite. Mary. The costume? Her, like, not the costume, just her character. Okay. She was pregnant, and that was a lot of the humor, too. And she's just like, like, a gun gets pulled on them, and she's still eating the ribs. Yeah. Even though it's, like... There are a lot of... Just some of her lines. A lot of the tension was brought to the movie She shoots the gun out. You gotta empty it. Her and Felix originally start by being on the street, and uh, Steve Martin's riding to work on his bike. He's carrying a Christmas tree for the office, and we get... Two tertiary characters that come back like three times in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really young John Stewart and uh, who did I say? I just said Parker it. Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Yeah, they're rollerblading on the Venice beach. Mm-hmm. It's that cool strip. Cat and I got to skate it one time. The strip is featured prominently in this movie. There's like several scenes of just. Panning down the strip. And they knock into the tree. Everybody's pissed. They make enemies for life. With uh, this, like, yuppie cups, uh, couple that spent all day. They said, like, five hours at this lot finding the perfectly symmetrical tree. And then it got smashed by a bike. Um, the big crux of this movie is that they're going to get foreclosed on. And evicted. They're going to get evicted. Steve Martin hasn't told them that they're getting evicted New Year's. Well, the the landlord is selling the whole building mm-hmm. to make condominiums. And they make a point at one, uh, in one line, she's like, how come we haven't been evicted? Everyone else in the building is. Like, Madeline Kahn's kind of holding on hope, but he hid it in something. Do you remember what this was? Like, it, don't. I'm pretty sure it was in a wrapped present. Oh, yeah, he wrapped it up. And put it under the tree. Okay. Yeah, like it was in, it was wrapped up, like on the inside of the wrapping paper. Oh, <laughs> that's dirty. It's just to everyone open last. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to go in the back and shoot job. himself before they open it. <laughs> yeah, they are getting closed down. They got, I'm surprised they don't have any funding from the city or anything. But they I don't are. Know. Did you see how bad they were? They're not Terrible. very good at their jobs. <laughs> yeah. That's the big joke of the movie. Um, 
and they really don't know how to plan a fundraiser either. No. No. He's distracted because his wife or his fiance broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Madeline Kahn's trying to leave. He gives her a fruitcake that she gave him a year ago. I will eat fruitcake. <laughs> we did some research during the show, and Josh proved, beyond a doubt, you can eat a fruitcake for how long? If it's refrigerated? Three to 25 years. Which is a really big range. So You I'm just gotta what? smell it and look at it. <laughs> It's up to three to twenty-five years. <laughs> that means that means eat this at your own discretion. That's a lifespan for some people. Needless to say, a year is more than fine. Yes, yeah, a year is more than fine. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat anything that lasts that long. You might need to someday. Yeah, That's it's delicious true. too. Send in your fruit cakes to. Uh, <laughs> It's our first fan interactions. We just get bombarded with fruitcake. Yes, I'll take it. It'll <laughs> make a Merry Christmas. Not literally, though. And a Happy Holidays. We've seen how that can go. Yeah. I don't want to get sensitive. No, no. Because <laughs> when Felix is bombarded by a fruitcake, they have no choice but to take him to a doctor. It's Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. He's a veterinarian. And Felix takes a ton of dog pills. To the point where, did you notice when he comes in later with the gun, he barks twice before speaking? He does. Yeah, I was just... (laughs) I guess that's what those pills make you do. If you take dog pills, you act like a dog. Why do you think dogs are dogs? They take dog pills. They're just people otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, I have to make sure my cat takes his cat pills every morning, otherwise... Because you just wake up and there's a small man in bed with you? Meow. I mean, feed me. Now. (laughs) <laughs> Cats would be a lot less cute if they had deep voices and talked. I don't know. I think of my cat as having a deep voice. Yeah. That's yeah. how he sounds in my head. Sure. <laughs> Everybody personifies their cat different. Sure. Your cat is smaller. He is. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Rob Reiner, uh, writer of From When Harry Met Sally, previous episode, is... A veterinary. He this this is when I started to notice it. It plays out like a stage performance, it's like a play. Yeah, it's adapted from a play. You can totally tell because there's these one-on-one or, or like three-person scenes where it's just monologues back and forth. And what's this one he's talking about? Something about oh, how many pillows are on the bed? Yes, he goes on a rant about pillows. That seems like an '80s stand-up. Yeah, it was yeah. It did seem like a bad stand-up routine. <laughs> we got to take the pillows off the bed before we can get on the bed. Yeah. I'm a fan and you got to put them all back on after you make your bed? I'm a fan of, of enough pillows. I don't know. I guess <laughs> <laughs> not too few, but not too many. You got any with it's the things on the end? Issue. No, I don't, I don't need any with ruffles or anything. <laughs> okay, here's where I draw the line. If it's uncomfortable, I don't want it on the bed. Like, a lot of people have pillows with, like, sequins on them or yeah. something. You put your head down, it's like, ow, it feels like chain mail or something. <laughs> or anything really sharp with jewels or, like, embroidery. As long embroidery as it's soft ones. on the other side, you just flip it over if you want to lay on it. Then you put your arm flip under it, it and you just get cuts you up your arm. Visually appealing. I want my pillow to be dangerous in no way. <laughs> I don't want... You don't want a secret weapon pillow? No. I don't want that, that to be... bust out in a pillow, right? That's a practical weapon. 
That's an old Kung Fu movie, a Shaw Brothers, the the dangerous pillow or something. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's too dangerous. If it's in bed, it should be soft and squishy. (laughs) A pillow just like filled with blades. (laughs) No, a pillowcase with cotton and blades just swinging at people. You lay on it this way, it's safe, but this way, ooh, it's a trap pillow. (laughs) Don't stick your hand under the pillow. See? Too dangerous for the bed. So I've got to take them off before you get on the bed. Uh, Nope, 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 now I'm on Rob Reiner's side. (laughs) All these deadly pillows. (laughs) Uh, Felix, he He gets taken to the actual hospital by an ambulance. Because he takes too many dog pills. No, it's because he got hit. No. No, no it's there not. There were steps oh, here. Oh, yes. He did get taken to the ambulance. <laughs> because he takes a bottle of dog pills yes. in when they're having this pillow yes. argument. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so they go back to the hotline, and they've given away their address to someone that called in, saying, mm-hmm. I just need somebody to talk to. I'm really lonely. And... There are rules for these places for a reason. The previous person to call in had a gun and shot it while on the phone. So you can't do that. But, his head. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was, yeah. So there are several things that you're definitely not supposed to do that they do in this movie. I volunteered for a crisis line for a couple of years. And giving out the address is a big no-no. Um sharing personal details about mm. your own life. Um, right, Catherine. At one point, <laughs> um, right, that's an issue at one point, but also uh, confirming the person's fears. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mrs. Munchnik at one point uh, says <laughs> if your husband is cheating on you, or if you think your husband is cheating on you, he definitely is. He is. The person yeah. who's calling in in distress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. Anyway, uh, the address was given out, so hey. But Catherine breaks the second rule by being on the phone, and she's just like, I live with my mother. Your life isn't as bad as mine. And the person online is like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Okay, bye. Your life isn't as bad as mine. And then Madeline Kahn, like, chastises her for it, and she runs off, and Madeline Kahn picks it up, and she's like, the person on the line has to ask, is she okay? Like, Madeline, or Catherine That was a different off. one. Was it? Yeah. Was that yeah there was another one where, uh, <laughs> Madeline, uh, where, uh, Catherine. Catherine was on the phone, and the person was just calling because they were lonely, because they were checking out of the 10 items or less line. Oh. And they were like, I want to be checking out of the 10 items or less line my whole life. That was a sad one. <laughs> oh, yeah, just fully breaking down, crying on the phone. And she had to ask if Catherine was all right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She has a habit of running into the bathroom and hiding in the bathtub, even though it's not on. <laughs> Hard to be a support person if you let your own over Oh, emotions. Emotions overtake you. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently a bathtub is a safe space. Sure. For Catherine. And a sexy space later. <laughs> <laughs> With some sexy Christmas music. <laughs> Ooh, that's, There's way too much Christmas music in this movie. That's one thing I don't care for is sexy Christmas music. Don't need it in any way, shape, or form. Talked about this a little while we were watching the movie. There's but- some different flavors of sexy Christmas music. <laughs> there always is. 
I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Baby is the one we hear in yeah. this one. And then, like... Oh, you can't know, leave smash, it snowy outside? Smash Mouth singing something whenever they were having sex on the beach. It just sounded like Smash Mouth. It wasn't actually. Oh, okay. Their version of Jingle Bells. It was some version of Jingle Bells. What if was... that was 1994 <laughs> Smash Mouth and you were just like... Could have been. It was L.A. It could have been. Before they were walking on the sun, they were strumming the Christmas music. Yeah. Just like Adam Sandler. Oh, the ukulele. Should we talk about Adam Sandler in this since he's His whole reason. character is that he's annoying. I mean, the whole point of his character was to be annoying, right? That's the whole point of him kind of existing, it seems. Immediately, they dress him like, up like in his first movie. In his little sailor outfit. That's, it was, that wasn't immediately. He it, was in like it, three scenes where he was It was, was a callback though, movies. right? For those inside fans like us who have seen sure. all his whole filmography, yeah, was, yeah, he brought that from the old from the first set. <laughs> he brought his own costume. He brought his costume. They're like, "Hey, you need to dress up funny." He's like, "I have something perfect." <laughs> the little sailor boy costume as ukulele. Those songs were pretty bad. Yeah, it was. I did kind of a little funny that he did the same thing. For Chris? Like, he did the same thing, just like singing songs about like, I wonder... <laughs> if your name begins with a C or a K. Yeah. yeah. And he did the same thing to Catherine. Uh-huh. Oh, yep, just straight the up. The exact same thing. So the first time we see him, he adopts... Or he, he's like, Catherine, I have something to give you later. She's like, yeah, whatever. And just blows him off. <laughs> he didn't say him that. Up. He sang it. And then Catherine, he's saying, I'll see you later, yeah. <laughs> lots of, lots of sing-song from him. I'm already blocking it out. I think the first time we see him is him walking. It's what, like, a, a the bit that she's stuck in the elevator and nobody knows that she's there. And he's got headphones on singing Christmas songs to himself. Ooh, that's bad. That's really bad. That reminds me, I don't... And he's just, like, badly... I don't want to watch Eight Crazy Nights, Justin. Can I leave that off your list? He's not on the poster. It's a cartoon. You can't put that... <laughs> I said his character New has rule. to be on the poster. Nope. No Adam Sandler cartoons. New rule. Put my foot down. <laughs> oh, Hotel Transylvania oh, is good, though. He wants to watch Hotel Transylvania. You've never seen it? I haven't seen three. I've seen one and two. Oh, there's that many? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know there was more it's than popular. one. It's good. It's fun. Huh. Still going. Don't worry. That's going to be, like, four years till we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're still and then at ninety-four. Be two more sequels. Yeah. Oh, just a, there's gonna be more Hotel Transylvanias than there are Adams Family by that point. <laughs> Maybe. Um, this last Adams Family was, but we're not talking about that right now. I haven't seen it, though. It's like a vacation one. Mm -hmm. Okay. We find out why this is called Mixed Nuts. Josh, <laughs> do you like to tell us? Because his. One of his fam, or it was like his dad got killed by getting wrecked by a truck of mixed nuts. That's it. That's it. That's the most literal interpretation. <laughs> sure. What would you What would you say, Kat? I mean, the the obvious metaphor is that this is a group of nutty people that don't really have anything in common except killing a landlord together <laughs> by accident. And that does bring everyone together. <laughs> That's what the holidays are. Yeah. Ending this capitalist nightmare. <laughs>
<laughs> they just need $5,000 for moving expenses, and then they can keep helping people. Um, Juliet Lewis and Felix end up there. Everybody sort of ends up at Lifesavers. Felix breaks out of the hospital, goes home and gets a gun that he keeps in the cookie jar for some reason. And mm-hmm. He's an ex-con, she brings up at one point. He probably shouldn't have a gun. No, if he he's on parole. shouldn't have a gun. I don't know. I like how he fires the gun and shoots uh, Chris in the foot. And everybody's like, hey, you shot him. He's like, everybody blames me for everything. Shot her. Shot her. Sorry. Um, right. We didn't talk about Chris. Chris is the woman who calls in and is like, I have no one to hang out with for the holidays. And we see her terrible fucking family. Oh, my God. This is probably the worst Christmas music because it's it's in the movie and it's being played and it's like 12 you know people singing is? off key. Give That's us di- your nerd terms, That's Justin. That's diegetic. Yeah. What's, what, what else is there? Non-diegetic. Oh, okay. Diegetic means that, like, it's coming from a source in the story. Can it be both at once? I see that all the time. Like, a character, like, there's music playing and it's loud, and then a character turns off the radio. Yeah, that would be diegetic, though. Yeah, because it's, Cause it's coming from context. the radio. But what if it's, it's first really loud, but the car's down there, so it's obviously not coming from the radio? I guess that's technically a mixture, but I would say that that's diegetic because okay. it's established it's coming from the radio. Either way, this family immediately assaults Chris and starts like harassing her with their dead name, and uh, we're just like not even that they were chanting it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really terrible. It was. A huge family, too, all just enjoying themselves, mocking one family member. And, and immediately going back. They were like, from th- th- that scene was like from They Live. Or not They Live. Okay. Slither. No. I'm going to have to be more specific. What's the one where he screeches? <laughs> the one where he screeches. <laughs> now points. I get it. I do. I know what he's talking about, but I'm just going to let him wiggle on the hook for a while longer because he digs his own holes when he says these things. (laughs) So Chris runs out of the house and two lifesavers find Steve Martin there. And uh, it's just them at first. There's a bunch of comical power outages. It's like really quirky timed. They end up dancing together, and it's a really good... Body uh, Snatchers. Huh? Body Snatchers. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. yeah that's that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's a really good dance scene. <laughs> I'm going to edit that in so it's ten minutes after. Go instead for it. of just a minute after. Go for it. <laughs> um, Steve Martin mentions that he was in a Ramba? Roomba? How do you say it? Which Mondo. one's the dance and which one's the robot <laughs> that cleans was, I don't the think he was in a Roomba. That's a Though I did read a story about one attacking, like vacuuming up her hair while she was sleeping. <gasps> That's a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> you wake up in a Roomba's eating your hair and climbing up. <laughs> oh my god, up. that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, Felix shows up with a gun. Chris gets shot. In the foot. Juliet Lewis takes the gun and is like, oh my god, I have to empty it so no one else gets hurt. Just starts firing <laughs> into the air. You can't just take it from him. You have to empty it. 
And in doing so, shoots through the front door and kills the landlord. This turns into, like, uh, how do we get away with this? Oh, also, we gotta mention this, because it's a big plot point later on. This entire time, they're mentioning the, the Riverside Strangler. Hillside Strangler. Yeah, Seaside. Seaside Strangler. There's too many real Stranglers. Yeah. This one's a made-up one. Uh, yeah. When Josh, did the what did you think of that? the Hillside Strangler stuff happen? <sighs> that was way before. I don't know. No right. idea. We won't go down that tangent then. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, uh, what did you think of the Strangler subplot? I mean, they're foreshadowing the whole movie at a certain point. I knew just gonna it was gonna leak some like Deus Ex Machina or something like that. Right. Which it did. Yeah. Turns out it's the landlord all along. Uh, Juliet Lewis gets rewarded for it. How often does that happen? Where the police are like, "Oh, we can't." Congratulations. Well, okay. And apparently offered her a bunch of money? Yeah. Was Yeah, you mentioned this is Cowboy Bebop. Was there a huge reward on this guy's yeah, head? Yeah, it was a bounty. <laughs> um, all, they tried to disguise his body in a Christmas tree, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, they wrap it up. glue. <laughs> Everybody's in on it. There's like nine people. Which makes me wonder, is that like what she does to secondhand clothes? Is she just like screw them into And then they shapes? just fall apart when it rains. Or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yes, uh, the Christmas tree with the shoes sticking out the end. Pretty hilarious. Yup. They almost get caught and arrested for murder. They're all shifting the blame around. They give some crazy story about how he committed suicide. <laughs> and they felt bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want people to know because they were embarrassed because they work at a suicide prevention place. And he's like, that's not what happened. And the cop's like, obviously. <laughs> that made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, Juliet Lewis saves the company because she gets a huge reward for sh shooting this guy. Well, she thinks she's going to get sent to jail first. Mm -hmm. We got to get through this last little plot point. Yeah. Oh, and Felix is going to bite the bullet for her. He's going to go to jail and take take the blame. And uh, have we mentioned she's pregnant and goes pregnant. into labor at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you missed Felix oh. almost killing himself. He did. Oh, I'm sorry. Which is he climbs up on a tattoo point, building. Finally, one of them does their job right and prevents someone from killing him. You're right. There's this redemption story. Yeah, Steve Martin talks him down. It's like you have uh, you have a lot to live for. I was blinded by all the Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> it, just it does get pretty overwhelming it does. towards it the end. Does. There was one. There was like it was like a meow mix commercial, but a Christmas song. Oh, the one they played at the veterinarian's office. What the fuck? Have you never heard these? No, they you were know popular. That thing. Oh, I didn't even know it was like a well-known. There's like CDs of dogs, oh. auto-tuned to your favorite holiday songs. Oh, Who is listening to that? It. How would you not be insane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They do. Is that exclusively down. bought by like people who torture people? It has to be. <laughs> the CI Blackwater. Yes. <laughs> They're also who produce it. Uh. So they talk Felix down. She goes into labor, has the baby under this gigantic Christmas tree, and everybody arranges themselves like the Last Supper manger. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
in a line. <laughs> yeah. In a line. Everyone we've seen in the movie, from stuffed Santa men to giant candy canes on rollerblades. Mm -hmm. Judas. Yeah. <laughs> He's there with a knife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it ends on a... Well, almost ends. It really looks like it should end. It been does. There. looks like it ends like four times. <laughs> it should have ended there. Uh, but no, he wanted. To, he was a wall artist, right, Felix? He was a want to be wall artist. And he finally got to draw on a wall. I think it's so hilarious that no one ever says mural. Yeah, <laughs> he calls himself a wall artist. It's he gonna make him to popular. Wall art. It's not very good, but it's <laughs> going. It was his first one. It could get better. Okay, sure. <laughs> they're millionaires anyway. They killed a criminal. Yeah, they killed a criminal. They won the lottery. Accidentally. They're millionaires. The end. <laughs> so, what do you think? Would you recommend it? Josh, first time seeing it. Nah. It was fine, but fine. doesn't get recommends. Yeah, there were some interesting characters. There were a couple of funny moments, but yeah, the Christmas music ripped the downer. Big downer. <laughs> It's a grating on your soul. I think if it if, if there wasn't Christmas music and it wasn't a Christmas movie, maybe it would have gotten recommended. Okay. Justin, your your movie. Yeah. Adam Sandler list. I thought it was funny. How high is it on our Adam Sandler movies? I think it's second place. Right between his first one and Airheads. Um, Going overboard. I think I like this one a little more than I liked Airheads. The soundtrack turns me off to it. But I kind of got desensitized to that growing up in a Christmas loving household. So I kind of just tune out Christmas music at this point. Oh, you could be I in the stores and not even realize it? <laughs> it's one of your background traits. It's a nice superpower. Yeah, that, that must be nice. It's literally like what, it's what my mom listens to in July. So How brave of you to not just be extra upset by it. <laughs> you brought it to the show. I'm impressed. Cat, would you recommend this? Uh, yeah. I think if you are looking for a holiday movie that isn't too uh, schmaltzy, I guess. Not that this one isn't at all, but uh, some of that sort of dark comedy is maybe more relatable than a lot of Hallmark-type Christmas movies. <laughs> I was going to tell Josh that he's lucky we didn't make him watch, like, Christmas in Handcuffs or something like that. Something. <laughs> Is that a sexy Christmas movie? No. No. <laughs> I'd give this a recommend, too. It's it's dark enough. It's it's quirky. It's a little bit funny. The Adam Sandler part doesn't ruin it too much. Neither does the Christmas music. I think I can tune it out, too. So that is the biggest drawback. Yeah. I think that they overused it. The Adam Sandler part works because it's like he's supposed to be grading. So yeah. that plays into it, which is, I think, what I like more about his earlier work than his, than his when later work. When he takes himself seriously. Because the later work is like, oh, he's such a genius for going goobity gobbity. Oh, he goes <laughs> goobity gobbity so many fucking times. I wonder in this how movie. many times he printed that on a t shirt. Oh, <laughs> I'm a, oh yeah, he's I'm a, a shooter printer. <laughs> I'm an author. <laughs> Of t-shirts. <laughs> I wrote Saints and Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> Austin, do they, do you have like uh, t-shirt making parties? Nope. Don't no. know what he was talking about where I met that guy at a party. I guess you he can get into a him. conversation and be like, hey, this is my shirt and he was wearing his shirt. It could happen. <laughs>
hey, have you seen 